At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Back on the program, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN. Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Join the action on football's biggest Sunday with the final football face off presented by Jack Daniels. Play free fantasy football for your shot at a share of $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Daniels now. Set your roster before the big game. Uh, Jack Daniels, make it count 21 plus terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. All right, Matt, so we've been talking about our favorite props now on the Super Bowl for a good, you know, what, nine, ten days probably here on VSIN. All the shows, all the guests, all of the hosts here. Um, thought it would be a good time right now to bring in one of the very best to do it. Uh, Frank B., professional sports better, joins the program now. And it's been a while since he's been on the show. It's good to talk to you again, Frank. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How are we doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Um at this stage of the game, you're going to run down some of your favorite props so far, but you currently live in Colorado, and you do all the shopping and stuff like that, and uh, you, you attack the stuff with all your numbers. How many props do you think you have right now? Oh, well, I guess that's a good question because I am not sure, you know, between collecting tickets and, uh, you know, just accumulating things online, I don't really know. I'd have to say somewhere approaching 40 or 50, something like that. Um, but then, you know, the ones that are the ones that you bet heavily on, those are the ones that, that carry all the weight. So I'd say of those, there's maybe a dozen, 15 that I'm really more, more heavily invested in. Right. And so of the props that you do get down, like, and you use the word heavily and you're, you know, betting limits, this kind of stuff. Like when you find a prop that you really like, will, and, it, and that number is available at several books, will you bet it as many times as possible? Or are you comfortable getting it, get it down, getting it down with maybe like one limit bet and then moving on? Well, when it comes to prop betting and sports betting in general, I'm very much, I'm very, I'm very aware and very cognizant. I'm getting the best number. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like to like, okay, now I'm going to take this lesser number unless it really varies from my number. And you know, the first step when it comes to prop betting and anything betting is you got to ask yourself, what is your inherent house edge that you're up against? And you know, there's so many props uh, out there, so many to choose from when it comes to the Super Bowl that you have to have a, a bit of a basic strategy when you approach this. And one that I would like to, to uh, focus on is, you know, I think people should concentrate on the two-way props more so than the ones that come from charts, where you have a big list of uh, different choices and there'll be one ultimate winner. And the reason is the house, ed- so what w- we all know the house edge for a, a straight up uh, point spread bet, where you lay 110 each side, right? It's four and a half percent. Now, as they increase the juice on these things, like if you if you have a 115 straddle, 115 both ways, now it's up to six and a half percent. Some places deal you a dollar twenty each way. That's eight point three percent. So, what do you think? 
like for example, Mitch, you had that uh, that whole chart thing going where you're trying to recreate the overtime bet and get yourself a better price, which is commendable. That's what you should be doing. That's the way you should be thinking. But what do you think the household is on that chart? I know that I'm pretty sure I know the chart that you were primarily referring to. Okay. I think it was MGM. But so what do you think the household is on that chart? Okay, so when it was like uh, betting the overtime three different ways when you want to go, yeah. it was, I think, uh, halftime, full-time result, Rams and at halftime, tied at the end of regulation, Bengals at halftime, tied at the regula- uh, end of regulation, then tie, tie, which right. was like 70 or 90 to 1. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. Honestly, I wouldn't even know how to calculate so it's, that. It's... Yeah, well, that particular one I calculated, it's 14.43%, yeah. which is more than three times what you get on most of your two-way props. So I guess my, uh, my my PSA for betting Super Bowl props is to try and focus on the two-way props more so than these chart things. And this should apply to betting all year all year long, but uh, you know, if you find yourself with a pile of these long shot uh, props, you know, what are you trying to do? You're trying to, you're trying just to catch good. And um, for lack of a better way, getting lucky is not a strategy, you know, so you really want to, <laughs> <laughs> you really want to focus. I mean, because I mean, seriously, if you got to, that's all you have is a bunch of these long shots, you know, a broken clocks right twice a day, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to hit some and you're going to, and then at the, in the end, after the game's over in the postmortem, we're going to go, wow, look, this guy hit this, this guy hit that. Well, you know, it's a function of how many he bet and really how much thought was put into it. Yep. So, you know, I like to focus on the two way props. And uh, so that, 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 that's what I'm going to be uh, talking about right here. I'm okay. not going to have any of these launch at things. Yeah, and I, I promise we're going to get to some of your favorites here in a second. But when you, when you say this, like the uh, the chart props or the index props, one that comes to mind to me that I would not advise anybody betting would be, I, I think it's uh, the longest touchdown, Frank. So you can mm-hmm. you can find it like it's going to be between 0 and 19 yards and 20 and 29 right. yards and 30. And th- that to me is, you, you are just, it's a total... Um, you're throwing darts at that point, and there's no reason to make a bet like that when you have a thousand different ways to bet a game like this. Yeah, you know what? When it does come to the charts, though, I will say this, that the one particular spot that you can sometimes find the edge is at the very tail end of the chart, where they, they list all those little, little little groups, you know, 21 to 30 yards, and, but at the end, they go like 50 or more. And sometimes at the end of those charts, like I think like Cooper Cup is like 12 or more receptions, and you get like plus 550. Jamar Chase, you get... I think you get like 20 to one. Sometimes if you take a look at it and you go, wait a minute, you know, he does get a dozen catches more than, you know, maybe once a year. And that might be a little edge there. And sometimes you can find something really good because the guys that put the odds together, to put that chart together, they just said, oh, we're not going to go any farther than this. Just make it whatever or more. Uh-huh. That's the one spot. That's the thing you should look at first when oh, you're looking at those charts. Okay. Yep. Very good. Uh, Frank B with us, professional sports better here on follow the money is visa and the sports betting network. So you do like two separate Joe Burrow props. Go ahead, sir. The floor is yours. Explain to us what you like. Okay. I actually got a few Joe Burrow props and one I think I've added since I talked to you last is, um, okay. You were thinking referring to Burrow over 11 and a half incompletion. That's one of them. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, listen, the Rams, uh, because of their good run, they get past that at a, at a high rate, you know, way above the NFL average. And they think they gave up the third most pass attempts this year in the league. And they're giving up uh, close to 40 per game uh, in the postseason. You know, opponents look to pass against them. And the Rams run D is, is one of the reasons why um, they've all, you know, about 3.1 yards per carry in the playoffs. So, Burrow is Burrow is what it's all about for the Bengals. If they're going to win, they're not going to win by running the ball. They're going to win by him throwing the ball. And so he's going to be out there 
He's going to be slinging it. And, you know, so this correlates to a lot of other things. Like I, I could have gone to pass at them. But when I did the math, I, it, it worked out a little better to get to Burrow accumulating volume that he's just going to throw more incompletions just based on the sheer fact that he's going to be throwing more passes. And uh, the, the Rams have been pretty tough uh, without going too much deal. They play a primary defense, their primary set. The majority of the time is the one set that Burrow does the least he's least effective against. But I want to you know go too deep in the weeds here. But uh, so that's one reason, uh, a big reason for betting that one. What's the other Burrow one that I said I bet? You like him to throw an INT? Yeah, again, again, that goes right back to sheer volume. He's going to be out there throwing a lot of passes. They defend against this uh, uh, against Burrow, uh, or Burrow does poorly against the type of defense that the Rams run the majority of the time. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I like him to throw an INT. I got a good price at one and a quarter. But a third one for Burrow that I've. Um, that I uh, bet and I bet pretty big is I got him under, I took him under 12 and a half rush yards. Now, when you think about it, you know, a lot of people like to get uh, overly optimistic when it comes to these quarterbacks and how much they're going to run. They, they, they try to find a reason why they're going to run. It's a big game. And, and, you know, he's going to take off, uh, you know, same applies to the way people are thinking about Stafford. But the fact is, you could be you could be optimistic about it, but Burrow in the twenty games this year, he's only gone over that over uh, that number three times, seventeen times he's been under. And is it is it really the game plan, a primary part of their game plan of we're going to get there? Joe Burrow's legs are going to help us get there. I don't think he's taken off and running. I think you know, and he's you see, you see the willingness he is to take a sack as well. You know, he gets sacked a lot. So I I, I actually like that one more and more. I bet uh, pretty good on that one. Burrow under. 12 and a half. There's the prevailing line is 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I would bet that as well. Um, I also bet Stafford under for pretty much the same reason. You know, the people are optimistic about Matt Stafford running with the ball because in the playoffs, he did take off a few times and did accumulate some yards. But, you know, I pay attention to these props throughout the season and the line for Stafford over under yards rushing in a game going into the playoffs was one half of a yard. Actually, it was one half of a yard with a lean to the under 10 under seven overs. And so now you throw in the three postseason games. And now the one half is the perfect median for Stafford is a half with a lot of emphasis. People are placing on the last three games. So under five and a half, I also took that for some, not as much as the borough bet, but uh, you know, People like to be optimistic when yep. it comes to Super Bowl and bet for things to happen. And, and, and well, I think this is the way it's going to play out. But you got to defer to the stats a lot of it. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. I think the betting public's going to play a lot of yeses and overs, especially on uh, the quarterbacks and Joe Burrow props. I bet Joe Burrow over 11 and a half in completions, over 36 and a half pass attempts, uh, over 276 yep. yards, over two and a half rush attempts. Uh, did you did you bet the yardage prop on Stafford or Burrow the passing yardage prop? No, but I am tempted to on Burrow because the more you look at the way the run game shapes up for both teams, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in the postseason the Rams I think there's something like 54 yards per carry, and uh, the Bengals have not been running the ball well. Joe Mixon is worn down. Yeah, he's, he is. He's got he's got that uh, that thing that these backs they touch the ball 300 plus times a year. He is. Really much. Uh, there's been a big first half, second half split on him, and they've incorporated him more in the passing game down the stretch, which I think is going to happen. But I don't think that they're going to. They're going to have to try to run the ball, but I don't think that they're going to have a lot. Of- 
Hey, Frank, hang tight. You're going to come back for one more segment. Professional sports better Frank be our guest. He's on Twitter at TiesWin. Uh, we'll continue going down this path of Super Bowl props. Always shop around. He found a number at 7.5 that he loves. It's 6.5 some spots. He found a 7.5, and, and he'll explain this with very sound logic why he likes it under. Coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. First Bets wants you to get in and all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code VEGAS1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details using the promo code VEGAS1000. As we discuss the big game coming up on Sunday, professional sports better. Frank B, our guest, again on Twitter, at TiesWin. Okay, so um, let's get into another prop that you found. And again, this is the key to having as many outs as possible, Frank. Always shop around for the best number. Uh, At most books, this number was 6.5 on the number of Rams players to have a reception. You found a 7.5, and obviously you like the under 7.5. Tell us why you like that bet. Yeah, you know when the when the numbers are first getting ready to come out, there's there's a couple of props that I always look for first. One is just in general, I like the player tackle props. I think they're 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 not the easiest number. Well, they're not that difficult, but they're not the easiest numbers to make for the for the um, for the odds makers. And that's mostly because they don't do them all year long. But I also like to look at number of rushers that a team will have, number of receivers, and in for the Rams one, uh, they up a number in Colorado of seven and a half under minus, I think 53 is what it was. And knowing the value of a half integer is vital in, in these type of bets. I made the line on this one, six and a half under minus 30. And so what that means is I'd have to quantify and justify being able to lay 157 for the better number of seven and a half. And that's pretty easy to do here. Um, since the buy Rams receivers, number of Rams receivers in the game, there's been 10 unders and zero overs Whoa. to that number, to the seven and a half. And, and along the way, they took a couple of injuries to the receiving core. So, you know, and we have Tyler Higby right now. That's the issue. Uh, the pool of possible receivers uh, for this one, we have right now just eight real threats to catch a pass. And Tyler Higby is one of them. You have Cup, you have Cup, you have OBJ, you got Jefferson, Akers, and Sony. Those are the top five. And Sony's not a sure thing. Uh, uh, Seven times this year, he didn't catch a pass. Okay, then you have Higby, Blanton, the backup for Higby, who's, you know, one of them, one of them isn't a catch a pass, but maybe not both. I mean, if he doesn't play, then you got the, this, I guess, number eight would be Scourneck. Now, if Higby can't go on this bet, uh, this thing's a slam dunk. And Scourneck, he's not, a, he hasn't caught a pass in the postseason. He was targeted just once. What he is, is that he's their leading tackler on special teams, surprisingly. So he's definitely a contributor. He sees the field often, but he caught a pass in just five of 20 games this year. And if they're short a tight end, uh, that probably helps his chances. Blanton's done great, and mm-hmm. he's going to be in there whether Higby is or not. But I'd expect McVay to roll with um, just Blanton if Higby appears to be compromised at all. Um, so that that bet right there, that that's to me, that's just a bad number. So the real consideration is should you take under six and a half? 
And I, w- I was looking for that six and a half plus money, which is out there at a couple places. And um, I would be on that and, you know, pending a Higby uh, update. You know, if Higby's out, that's a definitely a bet for me. So that's one that I like a lot. I couldn't find anything else in the rush props or the Bengals receiver props, but that one right there is a, is a pretty big bet. Well, this might be a longer answer, so I apologize for that, but you said it's pretty easy to quantify like what that number would be going from under 6.5 minus 30 to under 7.5, but is it as simple as doing the same thing with the point spread? Like, hey, the, the game's 3, no, now it's 3. Absolutely, Ex- exactly, absolutely not. Exactly right. I, do you want to take a minute here and explain how you do that then with props? Sure. I mean, it, it's, sure. it's all frequency of occurrence for the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, result landing on a certain number. Now, in this case, you really don't have any frame of reference. You just have this kind of eyeball. And when you have a ceiling of eight or seven, and basically you do short-term, you go through the game, like how many times did they get this number of receivers? And then you have to take into consideration who's available, who's not, that, that, uh, you know, that was available during the run that you took a look at. I, like, I, somebody told me there's a seven out there. And I said, well, the difference between seven and six and a half is probably a hundred cents. In other words, if you could find a seven and, and then instead a six and a half, it would have to be close to a hundred cents difference for, you know, to, to, to make them equal. Um, so in this case, yeah, it does take, I guess, a bit of experience in your ability to kind of eyeball, cause you don't have any kind of frame of reference to, ref, you know, to refer to with these things, mm-hmm. but yeah, everything, everything is different. You know, some guy who's lined at three receptions, his value per integer is going to be greater in a per, you know in a sense sense than um, some guy who's uh, lined at seven. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the half integers are just going to be worth different amounts. Yeah, well said. Uh, what do you make of the Rams' rushing attack against the Bengals' defense? Yeah, that, that's one I've been uh, looking at the, over the last few days, and I've come to this conclusion. Well, let me ask you a question: What has Cam Akers done since he's returned to merit being the runaway featured back? In this game, I don't have an answer for you. Fumbled a few yeah, times. I mean, he, yeah, he, he's under three yards per carry for his, for for his entire body of work. He has one big play. He caught forty yard pass versus Arizona, and he's put the ball on the ground twice and lost it twice. And and, and in addition to that, he's got a shoulder issue. So uh, you know they have him basically touching the ball three times as many uh, as as Sony Michelle and gaining four times as many yards. Um, Sony Michelle hasn't done anything wrong. He, he, neither one of them have lit it up in the postseason. But, uh, you know, uh, with the exception of the Tampa game, where, where they just decided to go with Cam Akers, and Sony only got one carry. I mean, he, he's outrushed uh, Cam in the Arizona game, 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, Akers had three and a half, 3.2, I think. And he had 10 carries in the last game. It, listen, San Fran and Tampa Bay are uh, difficult teams to run on. But uh, the fact is, Cincinnati allows 127 yards per game on the ground in the postseason, and the Rams are going to run the ball. And to think that Sony's only get – I took him under over 17.5 rush yards, and I also took him over 5.5 carries plus $1.10 because I just don't think there's going to be this big uh, disparate distribution of the carries in this. Thing. You know, They're going to give Sony a chance to, to uh, uh, touch the ball, and if he gets to stop one good carry in his first two or three, they're going to give it to him more. It's not going to be that hard to get above five and a half or get a, get above 17 and a half rush yards. So I think that they're, you know, just overly optimistic about what Cam Akers can do compared to what he has done to this point. Yeah, I think Sean McVay is trying to force it with Cam Akers, yep. no question about it. 
Uh, is, is a better bet here, Frank, do you think Joe Mixon under his rushing yards total of about 62 and a half? Yeah, I, th- I think that that's, I mean, they're going to, they're going to try to run the ball. I don't think they're going to have a lot of success. Like I said, it's only 54 yards per uh, yards per game that the Rams have allowed. So you got Joe's They're saying Joe's going to exceed that. Um, I like him more in the passing game. I think that that's the way yeah. they decided to use him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he, again, his first half, second half, or basically his last eight games, he has fallen off a cliff to, 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 so to speak on the run game, but he has ramped up in the passing game. That's just how they decided that they're going to use him. So I think that's the way you want to look there, yep. you know, let less rushing and more pass receptions out of mix and try to get him the ball in open space because he hasn't been getting the job done out of the backfield. I would agree with that. Hey, Frank, we have a couple of minutes left here. Can you talk about your experience betting at uh, all these sports books in Colorado and what it's like compared to maybe in Las Vegas or other spots across the country? Sure. Um, you know, when the difference between Colorado and Nevada is, you know, Nevada has been doing it for a long time. And I think that the, the difference in philosophy for the long-term approach is in these new states, it's all about player acquisition. And that's why it's so, that's one big reason that it's so attractive to go to these other states that are starting up. Not only do you get the sports betting and you do get a bigger menu, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, um, but they're just offering so many incentives for you to, you know, uh, sign up with them primarily, but also continue to bet with them. And that just adds so much value. Um, Nevada runs things in a way they're actually trying to make money at the sports book. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, there's, you know, everything, there's, everything's better elsewhere because it's not. Nevada has a lot to offer. Okay. They it, basically, they have better live sports book experience. They have better writers. They have more competent uh, staff, you know, upper management on hand to answer things. And they do things in a more traditional way. And, you know, and I appreciate a lot of things about the Nevada books. When you're talking about just making money, um, it, it's a, it, it's a, there's a lot more low-hanging fruit in these other states. And that's what a lot of these guys are grabbing, gravitating to, myself included. You know, I'm, just, I'm not going to turn down going to a state where I know right off the bat I get a nice big padding to my bankroll just by signing up for all these books and giving them a shot. Yep. So, you know, you know, I mean, and, and it's hard to compete with some of these bigger companies out there. I know Caesars is present in Nevada, but Caesars allocated one billion dollars for uh, as a marketing budget going into this season. I mean, think about that. There's there's no books in Nevada that can compete with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're running TV ads, new player promotions, promotions to for player retention, you know. That they're just playing a different game than the books are in Nevada. So, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to rag on Nevada and say, oh, the, the, the books aren't aren't nearly uh, what the what they are in other states, and they don't compare because they do. Like I said, the live the live experience in the Nevada sports book is still the thing that I prefer the most. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, that's it's, it is just what it is here. That's the changing landscape of sports betting. You know, the, the, the competition out there for new players. Is, is just crazy right now. Yep. Frank, uh, you are the best, man. Thanks so much for the time. Gracious as always. And uh, good luck betting the Super Bowl. Kill it, man. All right. Good luck this weekend, guys. Yep. You too. Trying to get lucky is not a strategy. That's a great line. It's a great line. He doesn't tweet all the time, but if you want to follow <laughs> Frank on Twitter, he's at Ty's Win. He is as sharp as it gets up next. We'll spend some time talking uh, NBA. We have to touch on whatever that was last night from the Los Angeles Lakers. On VSEN, the sports betting network. Do you have any questions about betting the Super Bowl? Wondering how to hedge, or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights? 
from one of our hosts, the VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash Super Bowl, and it could be answered by our experts on air or on vsin.com. Again, it's vsin.com slash Super Bowl, the Big Game Help Desk here at vsin. As uh, we are approaching the big game here on a Wednesday morning, what do you think about the, uh, do you like the buy between the championship Sunday and Super Bowl? Oh, no Bowl? question about it. I think it's great to have two weeks of uh, hype before the Super Bowl. So it's definitely good. If you think about it, the first week here in Vegas, you get all the props up, wait in the week, and uh, it would be a rush job, really, if the, if the Super Bowl were condensed to one week. Yeah, I mean, imagine <clears throat> if they played a last weekend, here we yeah. are now. We, we'd be like, over. We'd be day three of talking about the game if it was like a good one and any controversy. And I think it's good for everybody to have two weeks of hype. Hype is good for the soul. Sometimes it's good for business too because it's good for the sports betting business to have two weeks worth of betting action. I think it's good for uh, the NFL because you got the spotlight for two weeks. You look at all these shows. We've got uh, six TVs on here in the studio. It's just NFL content on every show, segment after segment. And that's what the league wants. But I think that's what people want, too. They want to talk football. Because it's going to be a little bit depressing, Mitch, when we uh, wake up with a hangover on that Monday after the Super Bowl and uh, we realize the football season's over. Oh, no doubt. I mean, and that's why eventually, and it happens to land on the, the Monday after this year's mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, but the goal for the the NFL is to go to an 18-game schedule, push it back one more week, and then have the Monday following the Super Bowl land on President's Day, which is the national holiday, and that's what we've been you know, suggesting for a long, long time. Just mm-hmm. push it back again to the middle of late February. People can have the day off on Monday. I mean, on the East Coast, watching the Super Bowl doesn't kick until 6.30 at night. You're, you're eight beers in at that point. Right. No, I think it's a good idea. And I do think the NFL season is going to expand another week. It's it will. It's a gradual process. It takes time to bargain those things out. And uh, that's good for business as well. I think it's, it's good for the betters. It's good for the business. Don't forget, we do have uh, the awards coming tomorrow night. Yeah, I couldn't care less about that stuff. I mean, if you have a bet pending well, or I, something I, like that, you care. And I know you've got some bets pending. I have several. So I just I hate to watch awards show, whether it's the Hollywood, uh, oh. the, the music awards, the Hollywood Actors Awards, stuff. I, I cannot stand awards shows. Well, no, there's a difference here. I won't watch one second of the awards show. There, there's no chance. But, in but the I summer, will be. In the summer, ESPN has the ESPYs, right? So I can't watch stuff like that. I can't. That. The last time I watched the ESPYs, I, Norm MacDonald, 90s maybe? Yeah. I honestly haven't watched in tw- more than 20 years. Um, as for the award show itself, there's no way I'll watch it. Because I'm like you. I can't do award shows. I mean, I really can't. Even And I have several bets going. But I'll, I'll find out who wins like on Twitter or online, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I do have several bets pending for tomorrow night. So I, I can't wait for some of these to cash because some of them will. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing about these. And we've talked about this before. But as these sports leagues have become partners with sports books, you know, across the national landscape now for several years, my one request would be to not make folks who love your sport, uh, who bet this stuff, have their, their money tied up for so long. I mean, already, books here in Las Vegas and beyond, they have, like, the MVP up for Major League Baseball. When, when are we going to have baseball this year? As of right now, it's not scheduled to go, like, on April 1st. Mm. So, but if you are making an MVP bet right now in Major League Baseball, you have to wait until the end of November? That's silly. 
Just announce it immediately. You don't want to have a bet right. tied up for 12 months, four to 10, 12 months, whatever it is. Well, that's that's true. But also, if, if you don't want to wait that long, don't make the bet. Yeah, of course. Right, right. You um, know, I was talking about this last week uh, when Paul Howard was uh, was in here. We were about ready to go off the air, and Tom Brady announced his retirement like five minutes before we went off the air one day last week. And I said, okay, if you're a sports book and you were taking bets on Brady's retirement, do you pay the bets off now, or do you wait till week one of the season? You're talking about waiting to catch a ticket. Do you wait till week one of the season just to make sure it's official that he does retire because he could come back, and Lou Fenicaro is watching. He's all bent out of shape, and he sends me a text. You're crazy. Brady's not coming back. Zero chance. I'll give you whatever odds you want. You can't get in Tom Brady's mind. You don't know that. And he comes out this week, one week later, and says, never say never. Yeah. You know, in six months, I might change my mind and decide I want to play sure. again. So if you were a sports book, did you already pay off the Brady retirement bets? That's a great question. How was it worded? If Tom Brady announces his retirement, the bets get paid off, or right. Tom Brady does not take a snap in week one right. of the 2022 season? Right. That's one of those... Uh, type of bets you make where do you cash it now or do you have to wait until September yeah. to, to cash it? Isn't that funny the way, the way it worked with Brady? Okay, so Schefter and Darlington drop the news. Uh-huh. Then he comes out and says, well, hold on a second here. I'm not even close to making up my mind. <laughs> then like a day later on Instagram, okay, now it's official. I'm done. Then he spends one weekend with the family. And uh-huh. he's like, yeah, never say never. I might be coming back. I, I've always said this. Uh, family time's overrated. Because, you know, if you're a guy who's a successful athlete, you're always away from home. And then when you come back and you spend that one weekend at home, you're like, ah, oh, it's great to be back home, yep. great to be back. But when you when you don't have those games to look forward to and practice wow. and all the team activities and you're home week after week, all of a sudden you're bored. You're, your wife's bossing you around to go out and take out the trash, drive the kids to school, do this, do that. And, uh, yeah, she wants you to retire. She wants Tom Brady to retire because she wants to watch him. She wants to have him busy around the house. And uh, she doesn't want him out there having fun. And now all of a sudden he realizes, man, I, what was I doing? Uh, well, why did know, I listen I, to her? I, 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 yeah, right. Now she controls me. I, I could have uh, played for two more years. I was playing at such a high level this year. Well, Maybe I shouldn't have retired. And that's the thing that has to kill him, right? Not only now, like he's going to be home every single day with the wife and the kids, but he's also leaving where he led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. And he knows that he has a lot of... You know, there's a, there's more meat on the bone here with Tom Brady. No doubt. And then you could say also, well, it's a privilege and you're lucky to be able to go out on top, going out when you're performing at such a high level. You don't want to go out like Michael Jordan did with the Wizards. Right. You know, or there are plenty of other worse examples in the history of sports of guys who hung on a little bit too long, one season too long. Uh, I said this, Clint Eastwood's had a phenomenal career in movies, but he made one movie too many. Uh, that last movie, Cry Macho, was just a, a horrific movie. And I'm a huge Clint Eastwood fan. You don't want to stay one season too long or make one movie too many. I never but, watched it. Huh? That, that bad? It's terrible. Huh. And I'm a, it hurts me to say that because I'm a huge Clint fan, but that, that last movie was just a disaster. Uh, I would say that Brady, though, was playing at such a high level, and he's got the cast around him that he could have played at a high level another year or two. Oh, no, There's no reason to sit around the house and retire. I, I think it was a, a premature decision. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about do you pay off the bets now or do you pay off the yeah. bets in September? Oh, it, it all depends on how the prop is worded, obviously, by that sports book. Yeah. But, yeah. But by, and by the way, that is, I think, something that you have to have built into like your marriage or your relationship 
my wife and I just had that conversation about how we, it's necessary for us to not be around each other all the time. Oh, yeah. We have to have it. Like, if I get home at 8 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, well, she works as well, but there was a stretch during the pandemic where it's like we're doing the shows from the house. I get done at 7.02. She's working from the house. Where it's Now I, we're next to each other the rest of the day. I don't know how we survived it. Actually, it went pretty well, which is, like, astonishing. I would say the key to a successful relationship is uh, to have space and not have the other person in your face. All yeah, the time. it is. Yeah. And, and we recognize that. So yeah. that's that's a it's a huge key. I will ask you this. And again, the Lakers were just atrocious last night. That was a wire to wire job in the, <laughs> the NBA. Lakers need the space. Yeah, they, the Lakers they, they players do. need space and uh, they're going to have to find a way to to juggle this roster and make some changes. I, I if I'm a play, if I'm LeBron, I would be saying we need as much space from Russell Westbrook as possible. Get rid of this guy. But now they have to, you know, pick up the pieces tonight, go on the road and play Portland where the Lakers are laying eight and a half. In this game, but the you know the Blazers, they're a mess right now, as many teams are in the mm-hmm. NBA. The total here is two twenty-five and a half. Lakers are one of the better teams of the over in the league. Um, maybe, maybe they they you know get it together tonight on the road here, and they go and they spank the Blazers like one thirty to one ten or something like that. But yeah, they're lucky they're catching a wounded Blazers team yeah. that kind of comes limping into this game. LeBron said last night, "What's the the blowout loss to the Bucks uh, show you?" You know, I'm paraphrasing. He said that we're not anywhere near their level. And he said, I could have told you that before tonight's game. And, you know, it's obvious this roster was flawed. We talked about it before the season. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've never been a big uh, Russell Westbrook fan as far as how I thought he was going to fit into the system. I thought he was a misfit with the Lakers system. And I, I don't know why they didn't see that sooner, but it's pretty obvious to everybody now. And... Uh, what can you do? It's almost too late. I know the trade deadline's Thursday, and you still got some time to figure it out. But like you, I thought Buddy Heald was a guy that in the offseason the Lakers should have been trying to make yep. a move to get. And instead, you get a ball-dominant point guard who can't shoot when you really need three-point shooting. Yep. And it's crazy how this league— You need league, defense. You need a lot of things. How this yeah. league evolved so quickly, Matt. I'll, I'll give you an example. If you go back, if you rewind three, four, five years, and you ask GMs or any rational human being on the planet, like, who would you take first to start a team, Anthony Davis or Giannis Antetokounmpo? The answer universally would have been Anthony Davis. It would have been a wrong answer, too. And, and now it's an absolute snap call, no hesitation. Who's better? Who would you take? It's it's not even a conversation. It's Giannis 100% of the time. Johnny Avello, DraftKings coming up next. What's their worst-case scenario for this game coming up on Sunday in terms of prop bets? We'll ask him coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans filling in today for Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Matt, how about we get some uh, perspective from uh, somebody who is behind the counter? Let's do that. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Good morning, Johnny. How are you today? Hello, guys. How are you? I'm in downtown Scottsdale. You're in downtown Las Vegas. Yeah. Downtown Scottsdale, a real crappy part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't mind it, guys. It's got a lot of, uh, of restaurants, a lot of bars. It's kind of an okay place. Uh, I've been in worse, I'll tell you that. He was joking. Johnny, I'm being sarcastic. Sc- Scottsdale's incredible. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's not, 
it's not the ghetto. We were down there in <laughs> August uh, doing shows for VSIN and uh, promoting DraftKings. It's going to have a uh, sports book going up there at the TPC Scottsdale Stadium course. Johnny, what type what type of stuff do you have going on uh, for DraftKings at the uh, the Phoenix Open this week? Yeah, we you know DraftKings has a couple of places we a presence. We have this one area that's probably a half of a football field with a second deck on it that overlooks the uh, the tenth the tenth fairway and the the entire sixteenth uh, hole, and it's really oh seventeenth hole. Sorry, seventeenth hole. Our other booth is on the 16th hole and that, you know, that stadium surrounding uh, the hole. Um, and so what we have, people can come in, deposit, uh, make a deposit of a minimum of 250 get 30% in free bets for just doing that. And if they make a putt, one putt, it's about a, I don't know, 10 footer, 10, 12 footer, then it, you can get 90% in free bets. So um, we're, they're busy. I mean, we're, the tournament hasn't even really started yet the pros were out there yesterday doing around uh today's going to be the celebrity pro-am and then uh that place i i can i can't imagine i'm out of here uh tonight but i can't imagine what this place is going to be like over the weekend it's on it's an unbelievable event i've I can't imagine any golf event is quite this big no i mean this is like number one when it comes to a party scene no question i mean by the way, you want to talk about being creative and making it fun for new customers to do that. I mean, that's such a great idea. I mean, 250 bucks down, if you make a putt, you're going to match it up to 90%. I mean, who's not going to sit there and want to be a part of that? That's awesome. Yeah, there's you know, people that uh, don't even have accounts, but they're in Arizona and can open one. Um, and for, and uh, they're, they're trying, saying, you know what, I'm going to open an account and I'm going to be able to wager all weekend, uh, right from the comfort of my seat, in-game wagering on golf, and uh, and and you got a great look on either fairway. At least at our booth, you do. So, uh, yeah, new new customers signing up, uh, current customers signing up. It's it's great great for us uh, to be here. Okay, maybe a couple of different ways to phrase this. Um, what are your most popular props so far with the betting public? And I guess tie, mm-hmm. tying, the, tying this in, then what would be the worst case scenario for you in terms of props that would cash at this point? Uh, the, 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 well, I, I guess it's the same question. What's the most popular? The most popular is uh, to score a touchdown. Um, that's, and so we are touchdowns, you know, first touchdown score. And so we're taking. A lot of money on guys like Cooper Cup and Chase and Beckham, actually. Uh, so I knew that would be the most popular prop. That one's going to write the most money, along with slash anytime score. Um, and so, you know, if a couple of those guys get there, that's probably going to be our worst take a scenario. But uh, it's still early. There's a lot of we're only writing maybe 10 percent. There's about 90 percent left to go. And most of that money will come in on a weekend. So. Things could change, but that's where I'm seeing, uh, you know, quite a bit of prop money. Now, also, uh, the same game parlays. Uh, we're at risk there if, you know, certain combinations hit, of course. Um, but like I said, those are, we'll, we'll know more as we get closer. Well, I would imagine like everybody's going to be tying in Cooper Cup anytime touchdown, Jamar Chase anytime touchdown, Matthew Stafford to go over, Burrow to go over, all that stuff. So you're the guy that's betting it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> he's, also, he's also betting NBA favorites on parlays every night. Oh, yeah, boy, it's been a rough, <laughs> rough run for the 
guys. I mean, you know, what are they, 28 or 28 and one? Does that sound right? Something like that over the last 29? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough stretch. It has been a tough stretch. I'm going to say, are you guys getting crushed by that? Like, are people tying together a bunch of parlays and just killing it now over the last couple of days? Well, it's not only parlays, it's straight bets, too, and alternative lines. And uh, so all of that is getting there. Um, yeah, and it's been a, it's been a tough go. And uh, the, the, the public, the, uh, some of the sharps, or everybody included, is on it. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a rough. It's like a base. It feels like a July or August in baseball when, mm. you know, all the chalk. Yeah, it's actually a good point because the alternate lines, Matt, yeah. some of these games are like eight, ten-point spreads, and they're winning by 30 points. Yeah, a lot but, of them are coming in like that. You had a bunch of blowouts last night in the association. I think the average margin of victory was over 20 points last night in the oh. NBA, right? Yeah. Johnny, um, yeah. Johnny, what, what's the betting pattern so far for the Super Bowl side total, and how far do you think this money line might drop, and where are these numbers going to close on Sunday? Yeah, um, right. We're kind of since we one good thing. Let me mention the good thing about the the line so far is that we opened four and a half, and we're still at four and a half. Now we have bounced back and forth uh, a few times uh, between the four and four and a half, but pretty much this is holding steady. Which is that's the good news. You don't want to move the Super Bowl line too much. We are seeing Bengal action money line, which is no surprise. Uh, you know, I think we're going to end up needing the Rams to win the game as, as far as the money line bet is concerned. Uh, we're a little heavy on the Bengals also, plus the four and a half. No reason to, you know, be drastic on moving it too much, but uh, we're going to hold right now to see if the Ram, when the Ram money starts coming in. Uh, the total is oh, 49 and a half. Uh, we opened 48 and a half. We're probably going back to 49 at some point because there's not a whole lot of interest in the under at this point. Most of the parlays and everything else is tied into the over, and that's no surprise either. Mm-hmm. Uh, does any player ding you as of right now to win the MVP? Uh, let's see. We did have a uh, – let me tell you what we have here on the MVP. Um, we have Staff- – no, Stafford, not too much on Stafford. Some on Burrow. Uh, Aaron Donald, kind of a outsider, uh, taking some money at sixteen to one. Uh, Odell Beckham, twenty-eight to one, a little bit there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow at plus two and a quarter, a little bit there. So that makes some uh, sense. Spread around. Stafford's not, you know, he's not a real popular choice right now. All right. Hey, by, by the way, back to the NBA for a second here. I'm not sure if you got my note last night, but. Uh, this fascination now and the number uh, on Jaron Jackson to win Defensive Player of the Year. He was available like at 500 to 1 like last month. Now he's down in the like 6 or 8 to 1 range, I believe. Like, are, are we talking about like a massive hit if he wins the, the award? Do you know? Like, uh, do you guys have a lot of liability on Jackson to win Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA? Uh, there's some liability there, but remember, uh, you know, some of this stuff moves. Some of it moves with money. Some of it moves without money. Uh, you know, you have to adjust when you're when you're watching. So, uh, yeah, there's some there's some liability there. Uh, it's it's not massive, though. It's not uh, Mitch. So it's uh, but there is it is a minus, though, for us. OK, where are you going to be at on Sunday for the big game? Where are you watching it at? I do not know that uh, I'm going to I have to go tonight, though. 
Uh, I'm going to be in L.A. from oh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the game. Whether I'm going to the game or not, I don't know. But um, I'm going to be there work, actually working and doing media row. So that's where I'll be over the next couple of days. Oh, very cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, enjoy it, man. There, Radio Row is a blast. Uh, thanks for the time as always, Johnny. Good luck this weekend. Well, thank you, guys. Have a good day. I did see Arash Marchese tweeted this <clears> out. Now, it is his dome, obviously. But in L.A., in Inglewood, I think on Sunday, it's 86 degrees, mm. which would be the highest temperature ever for a Super Bowl location. But, again, it's in a dome. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be uh, be an issue for the game. No. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and during the Super Bowl, new Sportsbook customers can get 5 bucks and win 280 if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code VSIN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the number at 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in select states. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void or prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. I have to ask you, um, what was uh, the point of his note about the temperature in L.A. for the game? When, when the game's played indoors, why would it matter? No, I'm just pointing out that I think the location for people going there all week long, that it's going to be that. And I think probably to brag that he lives in L.A. Yeah, it seems like a, a moot point to me. Um, is 86 insufferable heat, by the way? Is, is this going to be torture for the people in L.A. all week? I, I think, Super Bowl? Yes, oh, it's in yes. the 80s, man. This is going to be unbearable. Yep. Wow. Yeah, torture is the word that comes Jeez. to mind for sure. Uh, Dick Vermeil <clears throat> on the program coming up next. Did he ever use the point spread as motivation while coaching in the league? Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers.